Hey guys, I just wanted to say you should all check out Star Wars The Clone Wars The Animated Series on Disney+. Plus. Enjoy the show. That, wait, that, that's it, TJ. You're not going to like say anything about systematic ecology or new podcasts, nothing, just watch Clone Wars? Well, uh, if you insist, uh, after you watch The Clone Wars, or before, I guess, uh, you should listen to our new podcast, uh, Systematic Geekology, to hear both of us and Joe D. talk about the, si- the show from a Christian perspective. I assume it'll take you until at least October 7th to watch the whole series, so that's when that episode comes out. So, look for that. Yeah, yeah. And in the meantime, uh, you could go to systematicgeekology.org, all one word, uh, to find out more or to subscribe to the show for free so you don't miss the launch date. Yeah, And if you want to, you can listen to the first four to six episodes early uh, by subscribing to our new Patreon account, uh, patreon.com forward slash systematicgeekology.org. Check that out, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, our episode about the Clone Wars, with Joe, and a few other episodes with several other hosts talking about geek stuff and faith will be available too. Um, they can also find the link to our Patreon account you mentioned on our website. Uh, you mean systematicgeekology.org? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we probably said that enough times, right? Don't uh, remember. Problem. Problem. Hey everybody, welcome to the Whole Church Podcast, your favorite church unity podcast. I am here because of patrons like you. Yeah, we really appreciate all of our patrons over there on Patreon. You guys are the best. Um, and as always, I am joined by our lovely co-host, TJ Tiberius One Blackhead. Blackhead. Blackwell. He has a last name. I do know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and today we are joined by another return guest. Uh, you guys hopefully remember him quite fondly. Uh, Jake Dobrins, Dobrins, Dobrins. Man, I think I got it right the first time on the last episode, and then I decided to mess it up today because <laughs> you know you can't can't keep that streak going. That that wouldn't be good. Um, <laughs> uh, Jake is the founder of Theophany Media. We're going to be talking to him about. All kinds of stuff they're up to. Um, his podcast, The Bible But Funnier, as well as another podcast, Theophany Media Overseas, The Creatively Christian. Um, but before we do, as always, we like to review some of our audience engagement. And um, today's kind of – it was kind of a fun one. I, I asked a the Monday Monday question, thinking that we wouldn't get a ton of responses. Um, and it was just, hey, what's a small talk question you hate? And we did, in fact, get a ton of ton of responses. Um, and I just wanted to share a few. Um, so what is your favorite color? Got one vote. Uh, where are you from? Got one vote. Uh, what do you do? Got two votes. Tell me about yourself. Got two votes. And that, that one is quite annoying. And then, uh, of course, with a strong six votes, far in the lead, we have how are you? Turns out no one likes mm-hmm. being asked that. Yeah, and, and in fact, Jake told us that like four different times. He wanted to make sure we knew that he did not like that. <laughs> we've, we've been in a pandemic for like a year and a half. Bad. That's how we are. <laughs> I'm bad. We're all bad. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so that being said, our favorite form of unity is silliness. And by our, I mean my, because I just like being silly, and it's hard for people to argue when you're asking dumb questions. So... We like to start with a silly question, and um, Jake, we'll answer first, give you time to think about it. Um, other than dancing, 
What is something silly you would like to see a giant lobster do? Uh, TJ, would you like to answer this one first? Uh, sure, but I got to know how giant we're talking. Uh, thank the Amanda Bind show. I got to know They're how. They're not like giant, giant, like uh, human size, okay. human size. So giant for a lobster, but not like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say like probably juggle. Maybe do the crab dance. That would be funny. Uh, m- yes. Mine is honestly well. That that was sort of mine. Uh, mine's really not that good. Uh, I just can't get the image out of my head of a human-sized lobster bowling. So I'm gonna go with bowling. Mm. Uh, Jake, uh, what's something you'd like to see other than dancing? A human-sized lobster do okay my first thought was um accounting so just imagine this you got this human-sized lobster little tie hunched over this desk trying to put the numbers in the right boxes and um i think that'd be quite humorous and be the first time accounting or some kind of office work like that would be interesting first time yeah. yeah. And, and what would be better is if you were completely unaware, like you were just going to someone's office and uh, you just turned the corner and there's that lobster doing that. Mm-hmm. That would make it, you know, especially funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I would implore everyone to uh, look up the traditional Japanese keyboard, though. Uh, if you think accounting could never be interesting, because the old ones were just like 10 different keyboards wired together. Uh, because they had to have, yeah, they had to have a button for each stroke, and they had to put them all together. But that's not what Insane. this show is about. It's been a while uh, <laughs> since you've been on our show last. Uh, how have you been? What's been going on? <laughs> Did you just ask one of those? Nope. One of those small talk <laughs> questions that, uh, that I like. <laughs> well. Um, <laughs> Just like yeah, what's been I going answer. on is distinctly different from how are you. Right, right. <laughs> uh, just like how to answer in real life. Um, I will silently judge you for your question, and then I'll try to launch into an interesting fact. Um, yeah, I've uh, I've been keeping busy with lots of different things. Um, more recently, I started a job at my alma mater um, at the university I got my bachelor's and master's degree in, and I am the resident director. Um, of nice. uh, one of the dorms here, specifically the honors dorms uh, with the honors kids. I was in the honors program and um, there's more than just honors kids, but there's, that's sort of the vibe around here. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, entertaining to say the least uh, school getting started and people having a little bit more freedom th- than they've had. If you think about it, a lot of these freshmen uh, <laughs> didn't have a senior year yeah. of high school. Um, and now they're like, you know, they have the freedom of college on top of the freedom of like, oh, I can like leave my house and that's cool and stuff. So, yeah. Right. So yes. last time, yeah, that's true. Last time you were on, we mostly talked about your podcast, The Bible, but funnier. Uh, how is that show been going? Yes. Um, sorry to break the news to you on air, but it kind of died. Um, a peaceful death, uh, Sad. you know, quickly in its sleep kind of thing. Um, and that was mostly due to my own negligence. Um, 
you know, it, there were some people that really liked it, and I got a lot of positive feedback. I never got any negative feedback. Um, but for me, it was just a lot of work. Um, surprisingly, for 15-minute episodes, there's a lot of editing and writing and, and sound effects and things that went into that. And it just wasn't ultimately worth my time. Um, and creating that each week kind of got a little bit stressful. Right. So, um, you know, maybe maybe dead isn't the right way. It's just asleep for a extended period of time until I figure out what to do with that. Um, I hope to co-opt the stories, uh, maybe do a short story collection, something like that. Um, because I still think the content's good, but just that sort of audio storytelling format is is a challenge um just from an editing perspective from a marketing perspective i mean statistics continue to show like people listen to podcasts mostly for education um there's there's not a lot of popularity in you know storytelling podcasts specifically my my super super niche of um humorous retelling the bible stories so yeah so there you go that has changed since last episode. There's still several episodes. It's, you know, I'm still paying for hosting and those can all be listened to, but the Bible, but funnier is effectively on permanent hiatus. Um, so yeah, we like to say indefinite, it just, uh, it leaves that hope okay. in there, even though it means the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. There that's, you go. That's pretty accurate because there are a ton of manga artists who are in, on indefinite hiatus, but then they come back and they release a new chapter and then they go back on indefinite hiatus. Right. Marvel does a lot of things indefinite. They, they usually last about a year or two. Yeah. So Marvel's not great at it. Short stories collection. Sure. Yeah. Josh. Oh, I thought you were going to ask him the favorite episode thing still. (laughs) <laughs> favorite episode was the one that was released on May 3rd. Uh, it was great. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll just skip ahead then, I guess. Uh, so yeah, again, uh, also last time you were on the show, you were almost a lo- ready to launch uh, creatively Christian, another podcast with theophany media. Uh, I don't think it quite came out yet. Um, obviously since then it has been launched because I listened to it. Um, and you know, we share stuff on Twitter. Um, what can you tell us about the progress that that show's made and, uh, some about it for those who might be unfamiliar of what it is. Yeah, we launched creatively Christian in, um, January of 2021. And I think I was on the show last, or it came out somewhere like November, December of last year. Um, so yeah, it was just about to come out. So yeah, creatively Christian is out to the world. Um, we are a little over 30 episodes in with that show. Um, and it's been really, it's been really fun. Um, you know, I, I take a backseat role, um, but I am really passionate about, you know, getting that word out there and the hosts are awesome. And, um, they have interviewed some really interesting people that I just wouldn't have ever found or thought about. Um, so we've had just people all over the creative spectrum and, and I, and and we've kind of, um, we define creativity a little bit loosely, um, which I think is good. And we've had dancers and we just had a documentary filmmaker and, um, 
artists and writers, and we've got to have some really engaging discussions, um, some difficult discussions about art and faith. Um, and I think uh, it's it's blessed people, and I've heard a lot of positive feedback. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think we've gotten any like hate mail or anything like that. Um, I don't yeah. know if that's the sign of like you've made it once you get like hate mail. So um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Hate mail, uh, just so we can kind of get that feeling. Uh, sure. I just I sent it to Josh's old address so we don't actually have to read it because there is some horrible stuff in there. Uh, but you oh, aren't one of the. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was like, who was the the one comics writer that that they had on Creatively Christian? That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, there was one in, I want to say, fairly well known comics writer. Uh, we've had several comic writers on there, so you'd have mm. to be a little more specific. Mm. Um, I don't remember exactly what he did. I just remember I looked up his comics and they were funny. Yeah, we we've, <laughs> that, we've that's had not helpful. <laughs> uh. Christian comic writers is probably the biggest category we've had on the show um, because two of our hosts, Brandon Hollinsworth and um, uh, Bill. Sorry, Bill. I just forgot your last name. Um, He's on all the socials as artsy Bible nerd. So that's what I see the most. He's artsy Bible nerd. Anyway, um, they, they are comic writers, they are comic creators. So they interview a lot of creators and, you know, you would be, surprised at how prolific the Christian comic book world is or Christians who just write comics as well. Uh, So you mentioned it yourself. You aren't one of the regular hosts, but you are active behind the scenes. Uh, Could you give us a little rundown of uh, who the hosts are and what they each bring to the show? Yeah. um, The, the reason I did this format of having these four hosts that kind of rotate um, and then I took a back seat. Um, I don't actually remember why it ended up that I took a back seat. I think in the original draft, I was going to be a part of it. But um, our hosts are experienced in a you know diverse era, uh, diverse areas, and um, their 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 experiences and trainings and connections bring a lot of value to the show. Um, so our anchor host is Brandon Hollinsworth. He's the C, uh, CCO, I think of, of Brainy Pixel, which is a Christian animation company, but they also do tons of other stuff, Christian comics and different Christian products and stuff like that. So he's the anchor host, in the sense of you typically hear his voice, the first thing on the episode and he introduces the guest. Um, and so he has a lot of connections. He's been doing a lot of uh, connections in the film world, um, and so that's been really cool to see. Uh, we have Lynn Baber. She is um, she's a nonfiction writer uh, and a speaker and coach. Um, she doesn't necessarily fit what we kind of typically think of creativity, which is normally like fiction or stories or something. Um, but she brings a wealth of information um, and from the from sort of the nonfiction storytelling side, because she has a lot of books that utilize stories and real world experiences in creative ways, um, even if it's not quote unquote fiction. Um, so that's been really beneficial. And then we have Andrea Sandifer. Andrea is a musician. 
a singer songwriter, um, piano player, and uh, she helps out at her church um, with sort of a, a arts ministry, which I think is super cool. And I'd love to do something similar at my church where um, I think it's like every quarter they have some kind of uh, artistic showcase in their church where people can display their art and sing and dance and, you know, whatever they, whatever they do that's creative and artistic can kind of showcase that. So she's been in charge of that and loves fostering creativity in the church community. Um, and then lastly, we have uh, Bill, who I mentioned earlier, who I feel so terrible that I've forgotten his last name. Um, but Bill is awesome, and he is a, a budding comic writer and a musician himself, too. Most of our hosts kind of um, – they do a lot of different kind of creative things. That's something we celebrate a lot in the show. So um, maybe a little more than you wanted, but that's, those are the hosts. And then I'm in the background supporting them, editing episodes and marketing and all that fun stuff. Yeah. No, I think that's <laughs> awesome. useful. Anybody uh, who wants to check out that show can kind of uh, know who, who they're listening to. Um, as far as uh, you, you mentioned nonfiction works, uh, one of my favorite stories is uh, storybooks. It's uh, Empire Blue Water. It's considered nonfiction. But uh, because it's, you know, a pirate book, a lot of the history isn't quite there. So they kind of do some creative fill in the gaps. And, you know, I, I guess I personally see nonfiction as super creative in its own right. Right. Yeah, there is a there is a genre, I, I suppose, called creative nonfiction. Like that is something that, you yeah. know, is a is a specific market, a, a specific type of thing. Right. I think it's a lot more harder to be creative writing nonfiction. But it is, yeah. therefore, a much harder skill to develop. It's really impressive mm. when someone can do that. Uh, but uh, oh, theophany, yeah. you say wait. I was just agreeing with you. I uh, said, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so theophany media has started a good many other things uh, as well this year. What can you tell us about uh, the blogs and courses you guys have started? Yeah, first of all, I want to jump back in and say Bill Brooks is that other host. Sorry, Bill, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, so, yeah, back to what you're saying, TJ. Um, yeah, we've expanded a lot. 2021 has kind of been the year of, well, maybe we should make this financially you know, sustainable and let's see what we can do to really support. Um, 2020 was mostly like let's cheerlead people on social media and then 2021 was let's get more serious. Let's talk to these more serious creatives who want help. So yeah, we've tried to um, put out some blog posts and things. Um, I'm not very consistent in the blogging front. Um, you know, we had a, a, a devotional book for Christian creatives come out. We can talk about that a little bit later. Um, you know, I've I put out some courses about building an author website. Um, and we had a whole summit about email marketing, which is a really fun topic. Uh, well, we made it fun at least. Um, and then we have a membership for uh, fiction writers who are Christian, the Christian Storytellers Club. We meet weekly and talk to experts and get to know each other um, and keep each other accountable. That's a big thing. So, yeah, we've rolled out a lot of things and they've all been exciting, varying degrees of success. But we're really trying to live into this sort of um, 
refined mission, if you will, of the company. Originally, Theophany Media was more, more like my umbrella for all the fun, creative stuff I wanted to do. <laughs> um, and it's really become something that is a community effort. And we're trying to put the pulse on, th- you know, feel the pulse of what do people need? How can we support people? Um, and community and help and accountability has been some of those big things. So we've been trying to do that, trying to help uh, people succeed, both financially, but just both just in their general creative life. Um, you know, we attract all kinds of people. Some people are fine with doing a little comic on the side and being fun. Other people are like, you know, that'd be really cool. That was my main job. Um, we just want to support them and help them. So we really have refined our mission into um, you know, supporting people and helping them, uh, giving them a path in sort of this unique space of um, art and faith um, and and also that sort of career aspect. Um, I, you know, I love the theology side of things. Um, you know, how does your theology inform your art? Those are fun topics for me, but a lot of people have more practical concerns like, okay, but how do I build a website that actually <laughs> benefits people and, you know, can promote my work, et cetera, et cetera. So we try to deal with uh, all those different facets of faith and art. All yeah. right. If anybody's listening and needs help, uh, Theophany Media, there you go. Uh, I think you could just Google it and their website will come up, actually, because I've done Hopefully. that. Hopefully. <laughs> Hey guys, we just wanted to tell you a few of the ways that you can support us, the Whole Church Podcast, your favorite Church Unity podcast. Yeah, so you can subscribe to our show on wherever good podcasts are found. You can rate our show on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. You can sign up for our newsletter using either our website or by emailing us at thewholechurch at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can share this episode on your own social media accounts. You can donate to our Cash App using the tag down below in the show notes, or you can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast. Yeah, especially that last one. TJ, you always say that. Perhaps I was told to say that. However, it's especially true for Patreon. Uh, You get access to a bunch of bonus stuff we do. You support us. We have a lot of goals to reach. It's kind of a great way to support the show. All right. Let's get back to it then. Yeah. Uh, so now is later uh, you mentioned a devotional book that you guys had put out by uh, Alexandra Davis uh, for Christian creatives uh, what can you tell us about mm-hmm. yeah so um, Alex started she started as one of our regular bloggers um, I I don't well we kind of, well, we actually connected because she originally applied to be one of the creatively Christian podcast hosts. And um, I turned her down, but still kept that relationship, um, which is always a good lesson for people. Like one no couldn't lead to multiple yeses later. And so we kept that relationship up. I said, you want to like submit some blog posts? And then she sends me like 30 blog posts. Like that's only a slight exaggeration. She's a really prolific <laughs> writer. Writing comes so easy for her. She just pumps stuff out. Um, and eventually I said, you know, we could do like a book, um, a devotional book. Um, and she's like, sounds good. And again, literally like three weeks later, it was done. Um, so it took her, it was quicker for her to write than it was for me to like edit and format and all that fun <laughs> stuff. So 
uh, you know, Born to Create, a seven-week devotional for creative Christians is that book. Um, it It's uniquely designed for people who, who do want that, I, I mentioned earlier, that sort of theological reflection on creativity. Um, you know, what does it, you know, what does it mean to write as a Christian or to paint as a Christian? Um, and because it's devotional, we don't get into the nitty gritty, the systematic theology of, of art, um, you know, maybe a future book, but um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's devotional levels designed where like you could read one devotional in the morning and um, just reflect on that through your day and then the art that you create. Um, so it's been, it's been pretty good. Um, it, there's been some good positive feedback from that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a fun project, although very hard to, <laughs> you know, do all the work in publishing, publishing a book. So right. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that's, that's sort of tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have to check that out. Yeah. Um, personally, yeah. the application process to be the host of the whole church podcast was very rigorous. Uh, I had to um, listen to Josh ask me to be on the show for like two months. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. yeah but exactly. it worked. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, with everything uh, going on with Theophany Media, you were just talking about um, when people talk to you about it, uh, what's one thing you really hope they ask you about? Um, how can I give you boatloads of money? No, just kidding. Actually, Man, not really. I keep it's waiting real. just in general for people to ask me that. <laughs> I know. Why don't, why don't people ask me that? Exactly. Yeah. However you want to do it. <laughs> you know, you guys know as 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 creators, as podcast hosts and, and podcast producers, that um, you know, sometimes you're just waiting for people to ask, like, how can I help? And honestly, you know, I have a list of I have some ways you can help, and a lot of them are like really yes. simple. <laughs> Like, um, leave a review for the show. Um, it takes you four seconds, you know, maybe a little bit of which, do that. On... Go to Podchaser right now. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and stuff like that. This is like low hanging fruit, but a lot of people don't do it. Um, yeah. and so I would love for people to say, how can I help? How can I support? Um, especially because my personality is, you know, I'm a, I'm an innovator and a futurist and I have all these ideas and stuff. And what happens more times than I can count is that I get overwhelmed and I would love for somebody to say, how can I help? What can I do? Um, because, you know, this is a ministry, obviously I care about deeply and I pour my heart and soul into that, but that's not always good for, um, you know, self care and things like that. And I'm always looking for partners, other people to engage with, um, you know, do you have a blog post? Let's go. <laughs> do you have a book idea? We'll talk about it. Um, see what the market says about that. But you know, like I, I, I would just love for people to, you know, ask how can I help. So not sure if that's exactly what you meant. Um, I, I don't yeah, know. I um. So so with that, uh, just just curious because I know, um, especially since both of us are part of the Christian Podcast Association on Facebook, and I I'm sure some of them are listening. Um, what are some ways that you found useful that would get that do get that does help get people to do the simple stuff? You know, share something on Facebook, uh, go to Podchaser, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, have you found anything that's really good at getting people to want to help in those small ways? Yeah. Um... When we launched Creatively Christian, um, 
we tried to do like a special launch week. And the idea was for every review or share of the podcast, you got entered into a daily drawing um, to get some free stuff. And uh, that worked okay. Um, it, it, it definitely probably moved the needle more than if I didn't offer some kind of incentive. Um, yeah. But, but it, you know, it worked a little bit, at least initially, to kind of get those reviews and get those shares up. Um, at the beginning, but <laughs> it's like pulling teeth sometimes to get people to click, re- you know, hit retweet or t- to spend four seconds to do a podcast review. And, and, you know, some people have legitimate reasons. I listen to podcasts a lot when I, when I'm driving or doing the yeah. dishes or something where my hands are. So yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, so yeah, there is not really a great answer to that question. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would say though, is sometimes I'll see a review of the show, um, either on social media or on one of those review apps. And it's the kind of person who I have engaged with on social media. And we've, you know, essentially built this virtual digital relationship. Um, and they'll say, I've been listening to the show for weeks now. This is, this is my favorite episode. And it's not a complete stranger. It's somebody that has followed us on social media and we've talked and engaged with, and when they make a comment, I reply and it's that kind of thing. So, you know, it, it it takes that initial person to make an effort, but once you see somebody make that little bit of an effort, you know, uh, keep the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Build community, you know, be, be friends here because um, whether you know them in real life or not, uh, ultimately, you know, you, when you're, when you have a personal connection with a show, when, like, if you've been on a podcast, for instance, although trust me, not all of my guests share my show, but in general, um, you have this sort of ownership, right? And so you want to share, you want to help, you want to do something like that. So any way you can create community or a sense of ownership where they feel like they're a part of the, the thing think that always helps yeah yeah for sure for sure um which is you know community sort of big deal for us the whole church podcast you know the whole unity thing can't have without community community yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so do you have any qualifiers for creative work you endorse uh like are there any denominations you keep out or how do you prevent heretical work from slipping in yeah who do you exclude Well, it's probably yeah (laughs) (laughs) It's probably heretical to say that I don't care as much about heresy as maybe some other gatekeeping types. Um, you know, if you got to, if, if you're saying something against the apostles creed or something like one of those really basic kind of things, we probably got a problem. Um, but otherwise I'm really open to diverse ideas, you know, and hearing different sides of the story uh, as I know you guys are, cause you guys, go all over yeah. the place on this podcast and it's sometimes i'm like wait what what do they believe i don't know because they're engaging with all sorts of people um so I, I try not idea. to put qualifiers on that kind of art i've even uh, you know i wrote an article uh, it was a blog post on my personal website jakedoberns.com um probably a couple years ago about the show good omens the neil gaiman show <sighs> and yeah david um, Tennant. Good show. <laughs> yeah, it is a good show. Season two is coming I, soon. 
And I engaged with, yeah, we'll see what I do with that. I engaged with this idea of like, it's in one sense, it's a heretical show to Christian eschatology and Christian worldview. Um, yes. <laughs> it doesn't map up with the Bible. Um, not that I think mapping up anything with revelation really makes sense ever, but anyway, yeah. so in this article, I engage with that idea and say, you know what? Heresy can actually teach us some really good things. Sometimes uh, indulging in these shows, well, indulging, I think was the best word, but engaging with the <laughs> shows, um, hearing what they have to say can teach us some really good things. Um, and I mentioned some other shows too, but Good Omens specifically, it challenges uh, certain notions of what is good and what is evil that I think deserve to be challenged. Um, God was played the was played by a female, and that challenges us to think about God's gender, which God doesn't really have a gender. So. Um, you know, even if those male pronouns are used in the scripture, God doesn't have genitalia yeah, I, uh, and that whole thing. Right. So sometimes <laughs> heresy, quote unquote, can help us engage with some things. Uh, you know, we 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 call things yeah. heresy. That's really just, well, my tradition doesn't like that for some reason. So I'm not even yeah. going to bother. Right. No. Some things are actually <laughs> heresy. Naturally, there, you know, if you're there saying, are, Je- that Jesus is really exist. Satan. I mean, that, that that's that's heresy. Don't don't do that. Right. Um, but uh, a, a couple a couple things with that. Um, one being, uh, if anyone's read the Sherlock Holmes books, uh, you know, Sherlock intentionally read things that were bad logic because that shows me what good logic is because it's not that. Hmm. <laughs> he just intentionally read stupid stuff just because he wanted to know what was stupid. Um. <laughs> And um, I can't remember what the other thing was, so I suppose it was not important. But if you want to hear us talk more about these kind of ideas of good and evil and fun stories and stuff, uh, you can actually go to systematicgeekology.org, where we're going to be launching our other podcast, me and TJ, with a few other guys on uh, October 7th. Because that was, you know, that was just a easy segue into right. that. So, you know, got to take what I can get. <laughs> By a few other guys, we mean like six other dudes and three women. So it is a very yeah, large yeah. ensemble. You'll hear me and TJ like once every six weeks. It'll be great. Um, it's ideal. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Um, so you, so as you know, we always like to ask our guests to give us a single tangible action that our guests can take. Um, so I wanted to ask you: Is there anything practical? Like, is there a practical way that we can use our creative abilities for church unity? Yeah. Um, I think creativity, um, as I just mentioned, is great for challenging assumptions or how we see the world. Um, you know, I can read stories written by uh, you know, people of color and it allows you to sort of step in their world, for instance, to see their worldview. Um, you know, that could be that same thing could happen with religions or even just in the same religion, just a different sort of way of looking at things. So I think creativity, uh, storytelling, especially is so amazing at helping us see the other side and understanding people. Um, I, I, I don't know, like sometimes like the best way to uh, get to know, I don't know, Hinduism is the first thing that popped in my head. Uh, might not be to read a book on here's what Hindus believe, but to engage with a story 
by somebody of that tradition and walk through their daily life and understand how it feels to them. That's more authentic, those feelings, than the, the exact tenets, which, you know, depending on what Christian circle you're in, um, the feelings thing have, has a weird relationship with some parts of the faith. Um, cause we like to think we're, you know, people of logic and we make all our choices completely irrationally when in reality, a lot of our choices are based on feelings. A lot of our life is determined based on what feels good, what feels right. And creativity helps us be aware of that, helps us think about that and engage in unity through diversity when we can see other people live their lives, uh, quote unquote, rationally, you know, um, and, they have different thoughts and feelings and behaviors and all that. Right. Yeah. Uh, specifically, if you want to read a good Catholic story, for million, most of our listeners are Protestant. And, uh, the very first church endorsed story was Ben Hur. It's an excellent read. Was it really? I think I read that once. I could be mistaken. Also, fact check me. <laughs> right. True. <laughs> I always fact check Josh. Like we're just sitting in his living room talking about something. I was like, oh, wow, really? And then I look at him. He's right. Sometimes. About half the time. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, half of that. Well, you know, when I'm in my living room, a lot of times I'm just spitballing. Yeah. But uh, but I sound confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what do you think we would see change uh, in the church if everyone started doing that, Jake? I mean... Um, there, there have been certain Christian leaders who have said recently in the last year that something like empathy is a sin, um, which to me, if we're talking heresy is probably pretty close to that. Uh, but I think the development of empathy, especially through creative work, um, is a great thing. And there's some, there's few things more Christian than that. And I think the idea of calling it sin was like, you know, we shouldn't, you know, have feel like sin is relatable, quote unquote, or something like that. Um, Hmm. And, you know, fair enough, sure. But there are ways to empathize with the human person. Um, When we listen to people and hear their stories and engage in this creative work, art that challenges assumptions, uh, I think we're going to develop empathy and you know, I'd rather be in a room with a bunch of empathetic people than I would in a room with a bunch of stubborn, I know what's right, and I don't care about anybody else's opinions, and we're yeah, we just call those my people Pharisees. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Um, was it Hebrews that says uh, Jesus can sympathize and empathize with all right, of our right. temptations and all of our struggles? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's um, right. pretty strong Christian virtue there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I feel pretty comfortable saying that the whole church supports empathy as a feeling. Uh, yes. Okay, I like it. Yeah. I feel pretty <laughs> comfortable personally saying that does not go as far as uh, empaths, people who declare themselves empaths. Stop doing that. That's weird. You can't tell how someone feels just by looking at them. That's not true. Like You might be able to read body language really well, but it's not like a mystical thing, whatever. Uh, anyway, and now is the part of the podcast where EJ lists all the things that the whole church does and does not believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, tune in on Patreon. Uh, it's a three-hour episode. Uh, but, but yeah, very strict rules here. Only three hours. Wow. Yeah. Well, 
part one. Speed reads. <laughs> I do speed read. Uh, it's like 700 words a minute. Uh, so be ready. But anyway, uh, now we are at the end of the show uh, where we like to put in our God moment segment, which is just uh, a moment in our lives recently where we've seen God, whether that be a worship or a moment of worship or a challenge or a blessing, any of those things. And I like to make Josh go first because it gives me time to collect my thoughts. Hmm. So I've been kind of sitting on this God moment, um, mostly because I, I think it's dumb. So my God moment for next episode is going to be that I was vulnerable enough to share this God moment. Um, Bobby Bowden, Coach Bobby Bowden from Florida State Seminoles, passed away recently. And it really has affected me. And that's why I think it's dumb, because I don't know the guy. I've never known him. Um, you know, I've read his book, followed his career, but I don't know the guy. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's had me kind of in the dumps a little bit. And um, just reading everybody's encouragement from all these different sports teams and stuff, talking about how great Coach Bobby was has been encouraging, um, especially because, you know, a lot of times football is a very polarizing thing in our culture. And it's just really cool to see all these other coaches being like, no, that guy actually was the best, though. So kind of cool, I guess. Right, yeah, right. that's all. Uh, so I had one in my head until you mentioned uh, Coach Bobby passing away. Uh, Jimmy Hayes, yeah. a longtime NHLer, uh, recently died. Uh, he was 36, 37, very young guy. And, uh, you know, the NHL is an intense place. You get a lot of rivalries. Uh, but I, you know, except for like Michael Jackson and a few other very notable celebrity funerals, uh, I have not seen so many people gathered in one place to celebrate the life of one man. Uh, and, uh, Prayers go out to his brother, Kevin Hayes, who still plays in the NHL. Uh, they're going through a, a pretty tough time right now. Uh, so it's a couple things, you know, challenging, uh, moment of worship. It's just nice to see so many people support him, you know, after yeah. his death. People who he had some pretty harsh on-ice words and hands with. So it's good to see people yeah. unite. Uh, yeah. But Jake, do you have a God moment for us? Yeah, it's not related to sports, um, like most things in my life, but uh, <laughs> so forgive me. Um, yeah, I've that been in. Coincidence. Okay, I've been enjoying, um, you know, getting to know these college students. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, they had their senior year in a pandemic, and um, the world's kind of crazy, and surprisingly, they're still kicking. Um, and this class is super involved in things and just ready to engage with people. And, um, I'm just surprised uh, now. And this might be more of a symptom of the whole sort of Gen Z thing, but they're very open about their mental struggles. Many of them will very clearly say, Oh yeah, I have depression, you know? Um, however, despite that, they're still they're still going strong and they're still engaging in things and getting outside of their dorm and doing stuff when there's a lot of reasons not to. Um, yeah. And when the world doesn't look so bright sometimes, especially for our young people who've had to deal with some challenges and um, 
So I, I suppose it's not a, a moment, but a series of moments. Just I've been impressed with them. And, um, you know, I've asked a lot of them, like, you know, what do you think of the future of the church? What is, you know, what are you, what's the, what does the church need to know about you? And had a lot of good conversations. And there's a lot more hope, actually, than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people call Gen Z the the generation that's too comfortable. Like that's that's pretty much just a good thing, really, because they're yeah. willing to talk about their problems. Like right, right. Not doing it's that. Like, oh, you're the generation like who's doing too mentally well. Yeah. <laughs> well. Oh no. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh, you're the generation that's willing to seek help. Ugh. Take care of yourself. God. <laughs> but. Uh, Right. I am Gen Z, by the way. Uh, barely. Gotta hate. I hate Gen Z. Yeah, uh, I might be Gen Z. Yeah. Depending on where you cut off the line. Right. Yeah. Ninety six. I think joking. is is coming to be official. So. Really? Well, I was born ninety seven. So there you go. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, but <laughs> if you enjoyed the episode, uh, please consider sharing it with a friend or whoever you want. Uh, I recently put out a challenge about uh, whoever shares it the most with proof. Uh, I will Venmo them $10, so I will extend that. So go ahead. See if you can outshare everyone else. I dare you. Yeah, he's including, including me, by the way, so good luck. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, Jake, uh, where can people go to find all things uh, Jake? Dobrins and Theophany Media. JakeDobrins.com, TheophanyMedia.com, and the associated social media handles at Jake Dobrins and at Theophany Media. I like to keep it wow. pretty simple pretty and straightforward. I and like to it. the point. Um, yeah, check out those places. Um, I'll have a new podcast coming out soon-ish that will be all about the intersection of humor and faith. What's um, I name? do not have a title for it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I I have it'll be on the way media. too long with the title. So this will actually be more under my personal brand, Jake Dobrins. Oh, okay. um, not that Theophany won't be involved, but just how I sort of parse things out. Um, yeah, it fits more with my personal brand is going to be very focused on humor and faith, and you know I have awesome. a newsletter that's already about humor and faith jakedobers.com slash email um so yeah anyway there you go Sweet. that's where you'll find that awesome cool stuff. when you can get the right username which you know we've yeah. been successful in but i'm eventful so far right so some future guests for the show we've got pastor will rose and reverend kino kennedy will be returning to introduce why we're starting our new podcast with them and eight others called systematic ecology uh, go to our website, systematicecology.org. Uh, return guest, Pastor Henry Blake, Dr. Seth Postal, academic dean at the Israel College of the Bible and author of Reading Moses, Seeing Jesus, How the Torah Fulfills Its Goal in Yeshua, and Francis Chan, naturally. Yeah. The last one doesn't know. Everybody else does, but you know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he doesn't know yet because that would mean he has rejected us. But well, uh, you know, thank you. he doesn't know he's going to be on yet. Mm. but thank you all for your time today uh, especially you Jake uh, you know you've got a pretty hectic schedule now with the, the full time job and the Offany Media and all that but uh, it's a pleasure to have you and 
if you're just listening to the show, uh, hop on over to Patreon to see the last thing we do. And uh, Jake, you want to say something? Oh, I was just saying thanks for having me on again. Um, <laughs> must have been yes, great. You liked me at least a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>